Hi, my name is Dr. Tony Rizzo, coming to you live from the Youth Action Center here in Morton, Pennsylvania, bringing to you today our next podcast at Youth Fluential. Our mission is to influence youth for Christ. That's our mission at Youth Fluential. You can email us at youthfluential at gmail.com. Ask any question you would like to ask. We'll be able to get back with you right away. And if you have any topics or themes you want us to talk about on our podcast, please just email them to us at youthfluential at gmail.com. All right, good afternoon, everyone. It's good to be here today with our Youthfluential podcast. And uh, and in our Youthfluential podcast, we are super excited about... We're pumped today about our topic on teenagers and helping them uh, with the gospel and how to live uh, the 21st century, Christian teenagers, how to live in the 21st century. So, just give a real brief introduction. My name's Dr. Tony Rizzo, um, Executive Director of Youth Action Ministries, working with Youth Action Ministries, sharing the gospel with our evangelistic ministry around the Mid-Atlantic, Philadelphia, inner city, Philadelphia, New York, and other vicinities. And these are my two friends. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hey, I'm Patrick uh, from Concord Christian Academy. Um, uh, I'm glad to be on the podcast today to uh, help people, young people, or everybody out there. Yeah, my name is uh, Colin, and I'm a deacon at Second Baptist Church in Pottstown. And it's a pleasure to come together and talk about Christ with Dr. Rizzo and uh, Pat. And um, talk all about Christ, you know, because these are all in all. Yes. And um, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to do that. Well, thank you, uh, Colin. It's good to have you here. It's good to have you here today, Pat. And uh, super pumped about our theme for today. Each week on Wednesdays, we bring a podcast on youthfluential. Today's topic is 12 Steps for Christian Teenagers Living in the 21st Century. We're going to actually have 15 steps. i got three extra steps at the end, so it's 15, but the main bulk of our message is 12. And uh, But before we go any further, I just want to say, sign up to our podcast on iTunes and Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast at. Look us up with Youthfluential. Dr. Tony Rizzo, Coach Pat Kenju, and we'll be there. You can sign up. What you do is you hit like, or if you want to subscribe, you leave five stars if it's iTunes, and, uh, and there's a place where there you can go in there and hit subscribe, and then you'll get our weekly podcast every week. You'll get an email, and uh, however you want to be notified, if you have an app, it will come up on your phone as an app and telling you that our podcast is ready. Also, we have a YouTube channel called Youthfluential, where all our podcasts are recorded live, put on Youthfluential YouTube, and we have our center, our headquarters YouTube channel called Evangelism Training Center, where we talk about all things evangelism. So today, 12 steps for Christian teenagers living in the 21st century. That, that's a big topic, you know? That's... Um, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. I could be biting off more than I could chew there. <laughs> and uh, but uh, hey, you know what? Uh, the Lord laid it on my heart, and uh, 
you know, teenagers, you think about teenagers today, and, um, you know, you got 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds, and you got, you know, they're getting through middle school, and then you got the uh, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds trying to get through high school. Yeah. And then you got yeah. young adult, 18, 19, and 20 year old, really, and uh, just trying to get into, uh, finish high school, stay out of jail, and get to college, you know, and uh, or trade school, or advance their you know, next steps, that college isn't always the answer. Sometimes it's trade, sometimes it's apprenticeship, sometimes it's a union apprenticeship, or sometimes it's just starting your own business, you know, and being an entrepreneur at age 20 and 21. Yeah. That, there are young people doing that today, Pat. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, YouTube's big on that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I was a teenager at age 21, brother, you better believe I'd be all, all over YouTube. I'd be recording everything. Yeah, a lot, a lot of information is out there for them. It's, yeah. it's a lot easier now than it was, you know, years ago. So. Well, technology is a lot easier now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, cultural traps today yeah. are huge. I mean, you know, when we... I was a teenager from 1970... Two through 1980, mm-hmm. 81. So I had a, uh, a nine-year trek there. You know, we were worried about, you know, our next pair of white-top Converse. <laughs> you know, that was a big step for us. You know, uh, getting a car, that was mammoth. You know, um, going to work and making minimal wage, two sixty-five an hour, you know, in the 70s, you know, and... Um, you know, we go ask the raise for the boss. You know, can I have a raise this year? Once a year, we ask for a raise. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll give you a nickel. Okay, I'll give you a dime. <laughs> if you got a 25 cents raise, that was like it's huge. Yeah. huge. Yeah. And um, and then we, I did bus boy, you know, and I was looking for the tips, you know, and trying to split the tips, you know, at the end of the work day. There'd be like seven work bus boys, and we'd have like 20 bucks, and we all made $2 in tips. For a day's work, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and so back in the 70s, you know, I, I was a kid looking for entertainment and activity, um, you know, some could say partying in the world, stuff like that, you know, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. trying to find my next good time on Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon, and after I got out of high school, 19 years old, I went to work as a trucker, you know, loading trucks, I was in the Teamsters Union in Philadelphia yeah. with uh, that guy Gotti and he was running mm-hmm. everything and uh, you know but we made a ton of money Teamsters back then were, man they were making money big time and um, but you know today when you think about today you know what I was making full time in a year some teenagers are making part time a year mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in high school oh yeah mm-hmm. And then, of course, sports was always a challenge, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, I had to make a decision. Do I want to work or do I want to go to sports? Yeah. Or if I tried to do both, it was always a juggle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, we did that. I, I did football. I did track. You know, I enjoyed that. And uh, But today's teenagers, man, they got... The big thing is, I think temptation of sin is so easy. Yeah, I, I I would say uh, peer pressure is the is the biggest challenge for a teenager. Um, looking at, yeah, I mean, you look at entertainment and look at everything else that's going on. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they want to be part of that. So, 
I, my biggest challenge would be, uh, I think, uh, pure pressure. Uh, we've all been through it, but it's 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 heavy now than it ever been. Uh, I'm pretty sure your pure pressure. If you look at their pure pressure now, it's very easy to get into temptation and stuff like that. So it's a different era, everywhere, but they are like you said. It's so easy to fall into the hands of Satan or fall in the hands of doing wrong now. That, well, and, and, and I graduate. We're in a digital I, age. And, and I'll tell you this. I graduated high school 2002. All right? And when I look back 2002 and look back now, it's, it's totally different, man. It's different. We had peel pressure, but it wasn't like this. It was just starting then, you know, yeah. in, the 2000, in the early 2000s. So... Uh, I, I would say, Tony, uh, they have it rough, man. Yeah, this generation, yeah, this, these youngsters right now have it real rough. Because yeah. even back when we were young, you know, you're talking the 60s, you know, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, you know, you have few channel mm-hmm. Now cable, you know, when you have cable TV, there's... You have there's, TV right in your yeah, hands right it's, now. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and there's, everything goes. Right. You know, and um, the kids are just uh, open up to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, back then we didn't have that. Social media, it, you know, really make it difficult for these kids today. Yeah. You know, um, you know, back then you could go out with your friend and somebody, you know, nobody knows. <laughs> you know, now somebody snap you, send it right away, instantly. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the Snapchat. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes it. You know, things disappear. Yeah. 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 So. I, so. So they have it rough. To start, yeah. Start yeah. starting with that. I, I I think you're absolutely right. It's it's pure pressure. Yeah. Now you got you got teens that agnostic, just believe in a god, mm-hmm. but don't believe in. A God. A specific well, God like the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got teens that are dealing with different religions, you know, Muslim and, you know, if I could just, you know, Buddhism is, is a religion, but Eastern mysticism covers every kind of Eastern um, religion. Mm-hmm. And then you got, um, of course, you got the, the Judaism and Hebrew religion. And then, and then you got Christianity and then you got uh, Hinduism. Yeah, it's a lot out there. So they're the big five. The big five. There's more to that. You know, yeah. there's more. Somebody can worship. You got tribalism oh. all throughout Africa and yeah. South America. Yeah, so it's it's like I said, that man. That would be sick. Yeah, like like I said, man. The the topic today is great. You know, uh, Christian teenagers. So we're we're focusing on Christian teenagers, but some, a, a teenager who may be Catholic is a Christian teenager. But some mm-hmm. Christian teenagers call themselves not Catholic, and some mm-hmm. do. And then, or maybe you're... I got a lot of Muslim friends. Yeah. I got a lot of Muslim referee friends. Right. And, um, you know, they're the nicest people in the world. Yeah. And I have a, I have a lot of uh, doctors that are Muslim. Mm-hmm. Extremely intelligent people from the Middle East and mm-hmm. Egypt and Jordan. I got a great referee friend from Jordan. I got a great dentist from Egypt. And... Um, but these young people today, there's so much information of different religions. A lot of them just say, I don't even know what religion I am. They, yeah. You know, they, they want to go agnostic. Yeah. 
so confused. So, 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 Doctor Rizzo, why, why did you pick Christianity over all these? Uh, I know uh, re- that was the big yeah. thing for me. Yeah, because even before I came to know Christ as my Savior, I I looked at Christianity as a thing that you did, but you didn't have to have true commitment. Mm. You know, it was kind of like a form of religion. Right. So, you know, I went to church, youth group, because somebody took me. Right. As a child, as a teenager, I went to church, I went to youth group. Then there were some advantages at youth group for me as a teenager that had no interest in Christ. You know, advantages were like, you know, finding girls or finding other students that were like-minded like I was. Right. Who wanted to get in trouble. <laughs> so anywhere there was human beings at, yeah. I was interested in going because... You know, being a uh, trickster and, yeah. and uh, a lurker as I was, <laughs> you know, I could lurk and find one. Yeah. You know, and uh, but really, when it came time for me to make my decision, um, I had to look within myself and realize how empty I really was. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked for the Teamsters, made you know a little coin. Enough to pay my bills and have money. But I was empty. And so my friend consistently reached out to me and gave me the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was like, I I really want to do that, but I know if I take that, I'll be... um, I'll leave fun. Man, that was a big thing for me. I, 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 I I couldn't afford to lose fun. Yeah. That was the only thing I lived for. Yeah. That was my number one value system. Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah. All that would be shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. How could I how could I leave that? Yeah. So but when I realized that I had nothing to live for and I was empty, I was ready to take the truth of how Jesus loved me and he wanted to forgive me of my sin mm-hmm. and give me a life worth living. Mm-hmm. And when I asked him to be my savior, January first, nineteen eighty-one, at one a.m. in the morning, I cried out and invited him in my life, asked him to be my savior. He came into my life, and man, boom! I knew I was changed <laughs> instantly. Instantly. Okay. You, you get when when you first become saved, you can you can see the change, man. So yeah. you become happy. There's yeah. something. I was set free. Yeah, it's it's so my burden feelings. was, was yeah. taken off. Of it's me like now. somebody. T- <laughs> have, you know, so Pat, like, how were you introduced to Christ? Uh, I was by uh, by my grandmother. You know, they always used to tell us to go to church, and yeah. uh, you know, we'd wake up early in the morning. Um, and where parents, was this? Where was this? Uh, uh, matter of fact, I got saved when I was thirteen uh, uh, in Florida. In Florida, uh, okay. yeah. So. Um, you know how your grandmother, every morning you guys had to go to church. It was a tradition to go to church. Yeah. And, uh, I used to go because I have to go and then go, your parents going to make you go. But, you know, she can explain the gospel to me. And, uh, I remember, um, just sitting there when the preacher held heaven to hell, I was scared. <laughs> I said, I don't <laughs> want to go to that other place, man, called hell. <laughs> so I accepted Christ. But like I said, man, I feel like. When that day when I made that decision, when I was 13 years old in high school, Tony. Now, I had struggled along the way, but it, it opened up everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like 
It felt like somebody came into your heart and changed your whole mindset of how you should live or how you should carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's so a radical change. Yes. The first thing I did, I mean, the first thing that happened to me, when I started doing wrong, I felt guilty about it. It felt like somebody was talking to me. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? So... But this topic today, well, we'll go to we'll go to the first one. I mean, we introduce that Tony. Okay, yeah, you know what? So we're talking about so. teenagers struggling because we we struggled. Yeah, it wasn't like some happy road to Christianity. Yeah, and you know, and there was all kinds of things coming at us, take us to different directions. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I put together a quick article. This article is available on WordPress for our blog. Our blog is Youth Action Ministries. And uh, 12 things every Christian teenager should know, or 12 things teenagers, 12 steps for Christian teenagers living in the 21st century. And you want to be a successful teenager living in the 21st century, a successful Christian teenager. The very first thing you need to realize you need to do, above anything else, is you have to, number one, obey God. How do you do that, Kyle? How do you obey God? I mean, for t- if you're a teenager, if I would tell you right, if you're a teenager, I mean, how would you? Well, as a teenager, first you got to <coughs> get to know God. Yeah. You know, that's the first step. You you, you have to get to know God. Yeah. Because if you don't know God, then how are you going to obey God? Yeah. yeah. So, so the first thing for a teenager is get to know who Christ is. You know, and when you know who Christ is, then... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you see the teachings of Christ. Yeah. And once you, you know, you get the teachings of Christ, mm-hmm. then, you know, you, you learn to obey Christ because, uh, you know, Christ will, 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 will put you in that path. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Bible says, it puts you in that path of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, first, the first step is to get to know Christ mm-hmm. so you can obey you know his word because when you when you accept Christ, then he said, "If you do my words, then that's how you show your acceptance of Christ mm-hmm. by doing, you know, His will." And um, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, you learn you learn about Christ, or somebody teaches about Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, when you when you get to know who Christ is, then you want to do good. Yeah, and it it leads you in a path of righteousness. Yeah, don't you guys believe? Uh, don't you guys? Agree with this when the Bible said, "Train up a child to where he should go, when he is old, he will not depart from depart it." Depart from it, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the thing I was taught are by my youth pastors, my pastors, or my grandmother that helped me come came to Christ, or people in my life that encouraged me spiritually. Some of those stuff stay with me today. Mm-hmm. So he is right, you know. If when you become to know Christ, but the Bible said when you Tell somebody, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, train up a child where he should go when he is old. It's, it's true. Because you remember some of those principles. I still do. Even yeah. though we go through that. You know, that Bible, that Bible verse is in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when King Solomon wrote to Proverbs, he gave us principles of living. Mm-hmm. Right. And Proverbs is a review of wisdom from King Solomon. And these are principles of living. Some people would take that verse and say, that's a promise from God. If you train up a child, he will not depart from, from the Lord. And when actually it's a principle of Christian or godly living, 
mm-hmm. and it's not a hundred percent fact. Right, right. Because, because there's always every, the exception. Yeah, oh, not every key is going to turn out the right, but so even it's if like they turn seed, it wrong with you, yeah. put it in the ground, and the corn stalk's going to grow. Right, and then you're going to reap fruit. But some sometimes we don't get the fruit out of the corn stalk, even though the seed's been planted and the stalk grew. Sometimes the, the corn doesn't come. Uh, like you have here, you know, uh, you said don't give in, right? So if you taught me a principle. Mm-hmm. That Bible verse as it said, right? At some point in my heart, I'm going to remember all my minds. I'm going to remember that and say, okay, I know why the reason I shouldn't do that. It's not because the police Tony or the police men, yeah. but it's because the police God. Well, one of the things so, that that Tony is trying to point out is that um, you know when you plant that seed in, in a kid, you know sometimes a kid want to do his want to go his own ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and depart from what he was taught. Yes. Well, they're strong and they want to be yes. independent. And yeah. Sometimes they yeah. have to veer right. off. Yeah. So, you know, um, you could plant that seed and, you know, and that kid or, you know, say, hey, I know, I know mom say this. I know dad say this, but, you know, I, hey, this is what I, I'm thinking. You uh, know, and, yeah, you know, you're absolutely and right, get, man. I didn't but think we, about as, that. Yeah. As believers, yes. if we have children... Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage teenagers. We have to obey God. Yes. You know, the, I think of the story of obedience in the book of First Samuel where Saul and Samuel were meeting. And Samuel said to kill the, uh, I think it was the Gazamites, and to kill them all and their flock mm-hmm. and their sheep. And so King, uh, King Saul went to battle, killed them all. Saw the sheep, save the best ones, and said, "Well, let's let's keep some of this, yes, because that's money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, ag- it was an agricultural currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, it was gold, and it was silver, mm-hmm. and precious jewels, but it was animals too. Mm-hmm. Livestock was power. Yes, and power power came from money. Mm-hmm. And if you if you had uh, if you had animals." That means you were strong. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people don't realize that, but that was a strength of currency. Uh, and it's still today. I mean, you know, a cow today is worth like anywhere from twelve to $1,500, a full-grown cow. When you mm-hmm. take it down to the butcher shop, McDonald's will pay you, you know, 1100 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll make, you know, twice as much out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it was even more then. And... He saw that sheep and took the best and kept it for his kingdom in the name of Saul. Mm -hmm. And then he let the king live because he killed them all. Mm -hmm. But he he wanted the king just to, as a trophy, Mm -hmm. to show the king, hey, we slaughtered all your people. Mm -hmm. And so Saul thought he was something because he did what God told him to do. Kill the Gazamites and, and their sheep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what, and, yeah. And then Samuel he disobeyed, yeah. came and said, "Did you obey the Lord?" And he said, "I obeyed the Lord." And, and what did Saul? And what did Samuel say? What, what is that bleeping I hear? <laughs> what is that bleeping? Yeah. And you know, behold, your sin will find you out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it'll bleep on you. Obedience is. And he could hear the sheep bleeping, and he said, "Saul." You weren't, you weren't obedient, a hundred percent obedient, and today the kingdom is going to be taken away from you. Great example. 
Mm-hmm. Now, he was still king for a period of time, even after that. Yeah, that was right at the beginning of his battles of, of the yeah. kingdom. Mm-hmm. But he had a war uh, administration, and ultimately he died by the sword. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, was Saul blessed? Yeah, he was blessed. Is he in heaven today? Some say no, some say yes. I don't know, I'm not God. He said he was a believer by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a many a sinner that wasn't obedient that's in heaven today. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line for us is we can learn from Saul's experience. If you want to be living in 21st century successful as a teenager and as an adult, you have to have obedience to, to the commands of the Word of God. And as uh, Brother Colin pointed out, we have to know God mm-hmm. to be able to obey God. Yeah. That leads us to the second point. Obey your parents. Your which boy, your is parents. Ephesians that tells us children obey your parents. And that, 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 my kids hate that verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they would. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's that's a good one. It's not just talking about parents. They don't understand the, the verse. Man. It's well, not, it's, 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 this isn't a talk about... But then it says the parents do not, uh, you know... Uh, Provoke a child. Provoke your child, child to wrath. To wrath. Yeah. So the parent isn't supposed to carry some harsh bat. Right. Yeah. He's so supposed the Bible to Bible says obey me, so you're gonna get it. Whatever you. No, don't provoke it. No, it's not a Lord. Yeah. I, I right. I'd over yeah. Lord you, yeah. but it's I'm your servant. The parent is I'm your servant. How can I love you? Yeah. To help the child to say, my father and my mother serve me. Spare the rod. <laughs> Sparing the rod is not serving the child. (laughs) (laughs) I've got that. (laughs) Anybody here did, but yeah, um, yeah, it's an important one. I know um, we we need to move to the next step. But Tony, all these examples you have, if you don't have this, guys, if you you can can go on there and get it because I'm looking at it here. I'm like, man, everything. We worked on this week. You worked on it's perfect because I'm taking some of the example every day. Well, you're doing sports management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Yeah. I mean, number one thing you're going to tell them is obey your coach. Right. Yeah. Right. But but the thing is, you know, obedience it, it starts from home. Yeah. It, you know, it does. as a as a as a kid. What does you know the obeying? Oh, okay. You know, it, it started at home, and 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 that's what um goes goes into your college, going to your work, your workplace. You know, because. Uh, you have to obey your parents, yeah. Because your parents is your guide, mm-hmm. and um, and a lot of time, if you have good parents, mm-hmm. you know, they gonna they gonna show you the right way. Yeah, but I I, yeah. I I agree with you guys. But what happens if a parents is not living right or not doing something? But and that kid, yeah, does that kid still have to follow? You know the right. You you, you guys understand? What it's I'm not a uh, license you, to not obey my parents. Because even punk a messed up parent. Now. They still have to understand right. that the parent has a place of leadership in Authority, his life. Yeah. And because of that, mm-hmm. he has to be able to, the child has to be able to find the perfect understanding of the love and leadership and spit out the bones. Okay. And he's not going to be able to spit out the bones from ages 1 through yeah. 14 or 15. But when it's coming time for him to make that decision mm-hmm. of saying, i got to follow my parents. I'm 15 years old. And if I don't, 
and they realize their parent has struggles. Maybe an alcoholic, mm-hmm. maybe, but the parent at the same time is still doing things mm-hmm. to provide for the family. So that's why I asked you guys that question because right. I, I get that a lot. Well, my parents aren't doing the right thing anyway, so why should I obey or listen to them? What's well, a good? I tell them it's a, a direct command from God. So you know, but you're right. So that's why. I now, if the question. parent is MIA, then what is there to obey? Yeah, mm. I'm saying if they're in the home, yeah, then that's why if I asked you guys. Home, about what do you guys think? Still, about there's that? still meat there to eat, right? Yeah. Right. And you got to spit out the bones. It's like anything, anything in life. There's lots of trouble out there. Okay. We have to learn. Truth comes at us mixed with error all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and and but one of the things that we you know we have to um, also remember that you have good parents out there. And kids have, must realize when you have good parents. Uh, because so many times, you know, kids always think that the parents is the enemy. You know. Some kind. You know, when you have good parents. You know, not all parents. It's like a natural. Say, it's, you know. It's a yeah. natural opposition. Mm-hmm. It's natural. It's natural. Yeah. Nice. So nice. sometimes, like you know, I would tell teenagers, man, you have, when you have a good parents that, you know, you could, you can, you know when you have good parents. You know, be careful. Listen. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you go out there and you listen to someone else that <laughs> don't mean you any good. Yeah. Someone who's going to take you down the wrong path. And when you get in trouble, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you get in trouble, you know, friends run. Yeah. Parents show up. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find out who your real friend is. <laughs> you know. So, um, and then I put that in yeah. number three, obey your authorities. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 13, 1 is... Uh, that- this one right here, Tony. I know we, you know we we got to get you know keep going to our topics, mm-hmm. but this one right here, I love this one because this is the one that most teenagers struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because Be- it's natural to rebel. Right. Exactly. You're not my dad. Mm-hmm. You're not my mom. Mm-hmm. I, I hear that. Right. You hear that a lot, don't yeah. you? Or dad. Well, he's not my dad. Why should I listen to him? I'm right. listening to you. So. I want you guys to elaborate on this. Authorities that's is, what I go is, through. Uh, I'm, like, in, I'm in the school system. You got system, federal so. government authority. Then right. you got state authority. Mm-hmm. Then you got county authority. You got local authority. You got home parental authority. You right. got school authority. You got church authority. Right. You got leadership from coaches. That's mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm. You have referee authority for the sports to play. And all authority has a common denominator. Right. I don't care if it's federal, state, local coach. We want want people to have fun and safe. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Don't hurt each other. Without authority, we would be animals and we'll kill each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what authority yeah. does. They yeah. carry a sword mm-hmm. to stop us from pulling out our swords. Yes, yes, yeah. And sometimes, you know, with with, with kids, you know, you know, somebody may may you know have authority over you. But I just don't like that person, or I don't. You know, well, we don't like yes, certain yes, personalities. Yes, uh, you know. But you that 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 does not change okay. that this person, right, right? You know what I mean? Right. Have the authority over you, right? You know. So, um, you know, I, I, I always tell when mm-hmm. God plays that person in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're good authority. God plays yes. that that person That's in your point. life for a reason. Mm-hmm. Well, what verse do I got up there for that? Romans thirteen one. Yeah. Obey. Obey the ruling authority in your life, mm-hmm. God's servants, as ministers of God. Yeah. You know, God God created the government institution. Mm-hmm. Like it or not. So the policeman carries a big gun. Yeah. 
you know, if I was like the Godfather and, and I was telling my hey, boys, <laughs> all right, listen, listen, there's some people out there that got some big swords. Their swords are bigger than your swords. And because of that, we got to listen to them. So stop causing such a racket and causing so much commotion and be obedient to the authorities. I think that's what we need today. I mean, today there's so much craziness going on because yeah. people naturally don't want to respond to the authorities. Yeah. Well, get plugged into a local church. This is very important. Hebrews 10.27, I have that up there. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And the Bible have, have tells us... and prayer. <laughs> that Bible... The Bible tells us how to live life. Yeah. You know, and if you want to, have to be a successful Christian teenager in the 21st century, just read your Bible. But the word forsake means to reject. In mm-hmm. Hebrews 10, 27. Reject not the assembly. So, some people say, if you're not in church every single Sunday, you're forsaking. Actually, the word forsake means reject. Reject. Reject the... I could... He's speaking uh, my language. What if I'm in uh, the hospital? I'm not in church. Am I forsaking? What if I'm... What if I'm in a vegetable state and I have friends that live in a wheelchair. They're a vegetable state. All they can do is talk and move their arms. They're not going to church. Are they forsaking the church? They say they love the Lord Jesus. No. Rejecting the church means... I don't want to follow the believers and the assembly and ultimately the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, saying I receive the Lord Jesus Christ means I have a longing to be in God's church, if not be in God's church. But sometimes, you know, you can't make church. But that doesn't mean you sinned. But at the same time, we never lose the longing and the love for the local church. Local church is God's representation of of His love for us. Yeah, and we always long for God's love, and the local church is the picture of of God's love for us. Yes, and so you want to be successful in the twenty first century, you got to be plugged into a local church. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend a Bible believing local church, not just like any church just because it has a steeple. Yeah, you know, there's some crazy churches going yeah, on out yeah. there. You know, there's some churches today that say, oh, we don't even believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We just believe in getting together and having a party. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's you know, not The Baha church. That's not You know, they <laughs> get together for Baha. games. Yeah. That's a real church. Yeah. They just get together for games. <laughs> Adults, get together for games. <laughs> We're worshiping, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next yeah, you one. Gotta, yeah, you got to stay ahead. plugged in, man. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of time, you know, a lot of teenagers, you know, they hear that stuff like, no, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You can stay <laughs> home. But I tell yeah, you what. I hear that all You know, time. you need to be into a church. That's how you're going to grow. Yeah. I might have you know swung I mean? the other way. Yeah. But I just to give a clarity on the word for yes. sake. Yes. I, yes. I, but I suppose, we still yeah. have to be in the assembly. Yeah. Because, yeah. because when you're not there, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you need somebody because there are stuff that you can't read on your own and understand at times. You know, sometimes that's why you have a pastor or a preacher or an mm-hmm. elder in the church that you could always go to, you know, in reference of anything that you read and you don't understand because, you know, he's a he's going to guide you mm-hmm. through the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and break things down for you so you could get more understanding. Mm-hmm. And the more you understand is the more you want a fellowship, you yes, know. Yes. So so it's about understanding you know, who God is and what, what God has for you. And sometimes 
when you read it, you say, oh man, this is so complicated. Oh. When you go to a church, a good Bible reading church, then, you know, you, you have more understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, quick break. We're going to go through um, seven points real quick here. But first of all, those that are listening, just want to say thank you. A lot of comments are left and a lot mm-hmm. of views. So we've had a lot of people uh, watching. But um, we have a podcast called Youth Fluential. On any platform that you get your podcast at, go and listen to a weekly podcast every week on Youth Action Ministries, different topics that we talk about teenagers. And our Evangelism Training Center uh, YouTube channel and Youth Influential YouTube channel. Uh, two different channels, but they all talk about the same things. Subscribe. Anytime you subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's supporting our ministry. Some people like to support our ministry. Some, obviously, everybody who listens supports us through prayer. Some financially, thank you for that. But all can support us by subscribing. And if you subscribe, then that teaches the YouTube search engine algorithms to promote our website so we can reach more people. So the more subscribers we get, the more people we can reach for the Lord Jesus Christ. So please subscribe in our Evangelism Training Center. And... uh, and check out our podcast each week. All right, going into point five, develop a devotional life. You want to be a successful Christian teenager in the 21st century, you got to be, you got you got to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it can't get any more simple than that. Yeah, but to grow, one, one, to one grow. of the things that uh, teenagers have got to understand, mm-hmm. you know, and not only teenagers, that this is the manual for men, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Just like a car. You know, you have a, a Chevy or you have a Benz and it comes with a manual. And it tell you whatever breakdown in that car, how to fix it. If, you, if the light goes out, how I'm going to fix it. You go in the manual and you check out the manual and it tell you what to do. Well, the Bible is the human being mm-hmm. manual mm-hmm. that comes from God. You know, so once you read it and you will know about life. And it, and it yeah. will guide you the right way. Yeah, I, I did the prison ministry <laughs> for 30 years. And those prisoners taught me more about living the life of the Bible than anybody else. Yeah. And those yeah. guys would come up with all kinds of phrases. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> These guys would say, this is what they would say. Yeah. Mr. Rizzo, yes. Does the Bible stand for, and he's dead serious, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Basic information before leaving Earth. Wow. <laughs> and I'm looking at them like... Okay, the word Bible is, a, is an English word for the Greek word, biblio, which means bulk. Yeah. Yes, it does stand for that. Basic information before living, leaving Earth. Yeah. And this guy said, I, yeah. so sincere. Yeah. Yeah. There's more... Uh, you know what bothers me is if some people out there that are not Christian know the Bible, then more than Christians. That bothers me. You know, because... Well, people can get knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting the Word of God, you're not going to grow. Because you have to have period. the wisdom yeah. that comes with the knowledge. And understanding. Yeah. And yeah. so it's so much available to us now. You got a Bible app on your phone. You got mm-hmm. this and that. So it's, it's not an excuse. You know, and teenagers could have... You know, I got my Bible app right here, right? Yeah. I'm going to show it to you right now. Ready, Pat? Yeah. Every day, right there. Mm-hmm. Verse of the day, right? Yeah, yeah and it, but what? it's on my widgets. Right. Yeah. I got it or, every day. Or, but it's on the widgets. Right. I get that every day. Not you only, got your widgets yeah. set up? Yeah. Not, not only that, I can just press a button 
they had a play button on that. I can press it and be driving and be listening. And to listening, yeah. You listen yeah. to the words. It's awesome, just like man. That. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And like, you know, I, I have a lot of different apps connections here with my house. And this is the Youth Action Center. Right here is the green room. And we do internet and uh, ministry here. But we have, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, Alexa. I just get on my remote, Amazon, play the Christian music. Amazon. Uh, I say, Alexa, play the Christian music for me. Alexa, please have the Bible read for me. Mm-hmm. And I just, right there, I just put it on my remote. I don't even so have to simple. search for it. I just ask for it. So simple. Yeah. Well, you probably shouldn't be dating anyone. That's a big one, number six. You want to be a successful Christian teenager. Not that there aren't teenagers that... Well, you said not dating anyone, but here here we said definitely not in junior high or high school because unless you find somebody growing with you spiritually, but they just put more pressure and more, uh, let's put it this way, you you should be focusing on your studies, but most important as a young Christian, you'd be focusing on God. Okay, so like... When I was unsaved, this would never even come up. Because we know Tony was dating a lot when he but was not. But even as a Christian teenager, <laughs> guys are saying, this is, this is archaic and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, let's understand. Guys and girls are going to get together. Yeah. 12 through 19. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get together in groups and have fun. And they're going to get together in small groups, two, three, four. And they're going to get together with just one and two. If they're there to go to an event... You know, some kind of nice party at a friend's or, or family or a social gathering, you know, New Year's, Christmas, Easter, 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Or they're just getting together and just say, let's go see a movie. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, hey, I'm dating you because I'm potentially falling in love with you. Yes. And maybe we should think about, you know, what the next step is. <laughs> You know, then they're actually crossing a a barrier in their life that's going to make them confused. And it's going to stop them from thinking how to be successful. I know. I think if they can just set up a barrier. Yeah. You know. um, A spiritual. A a line. um, What do you call that? Some guy wrote that famous book, Boundary. They can set up a boundary. Mm -hmm. I I hang out with a friend. I got a girlfriend. Fine. We do things. But there's a boundary. I know I, I knew a lot of my friends that got married in college. Uh, it didn't last because um, you know you had all that strength study and all that. Uh, even in high school, some people took that step. Next step, it's too too early. Um, you know, everybody's different. But I'm saying if your relationship is not being strong with the Lord, your relationship with whoever else is not going to be strong as well. That's just going to lead you down a pipe, uh, right. mm-hmm. a road that's going to hurt you. Right. Um. Seven, learn to, to steward your singleness well. You know, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I am followers of Christ. Mm. Strong and uh, we, need, we need to learn to be good stewards of our time, mm-hmm. of our energy, of our talents, obviously of our money. And uh, we need to balance and and present our time, energy, and money, and talents for the glory of God. And if you're going to be a successful Christian teenager in the 21st century, you should be thinking about my talent. What do I have as a talent? I sing. I play music. You have physical talents that you've created by knowledge, or you have a gift calling from God. 
mm-hmm. talent, or both, or combined both, then that's very important to use that. The, the, I mean, this next topic, moving to eight, we should have Colin answer because he doesn't have any social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we should have him answer this number one. number eight of the 12 steps. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, Colin, this one for Colin. Rethink your social media habits. Go, Colin. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have one, man, because, you know, I don't have Facebook, I don't have uh, Twitter, you know, my only social media is uh, WhatsApp, because I could call back to my, yeah. to Jamaica, you know, I'm from Jamaica, so I could call back home, you know, uh, for free. Um, and, and I think that there's so much people, like Facebook, Facebook, as, as, you know, as a, you know, a husband, uh, kids and adult, there's a lot of life being turned upside down. Because of Facebook, you're getting in touch with uh with somebody from the past that had like you when you were younger, or you know, and then it created a problem in the house, mm-hmm. you know, where people are trying to get you know reconnected and 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 all that kind yeah, of stuff, I, and it bring a lot of you know it bring a lot of mistrust and right, um, you know, uh, I think I Colin you know, in your life, yeah, yeah, you you're you're absolutely right, and I applaud you for that. Uh, I use basically I've, I've connected with a lot of my friends from college that like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. on Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that. But I think social media can distract us from who we really. You can use those stuff for good things. Mm-hmm. You can use social media to to reach people for the gospel also as well. But I think some people use it wrongly for their interests or yes. can destroy within mm-hmm. the home or in themselves. But social media is it's, it's not a bad thing. No, it's to a use, good thing, yeah. But it's, tool, to it. it's a tool. Yeah. But teenagers, yeah, um, abuse, go, it. abuse it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm in the school. I'm not saying it's easy to use a tool for to negative and publicity. instigating yeah. bad things. Right. We have to put a boundary and use yeah. that tool for positive edifying. Yeah. Don't do bad things. Yeah, I, 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 I laugh it off, but I use it for trash talking because sometimes my, my, you know. Well, my that's, team, that my may team, be funny for certain people that yeah, you talk to. Exactly, but it's but it's my friends. They're like, yeah. oh, the Buccaneers won. We're gonna win this weekend. I told you guys that. Yeah. But f- most importantly, you know, if I had something spiritual go in my face, I throw it on there. You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Especially, it helps. And I see a lot of my friends got a lot of spiritual things on there that help me as well. And you know, that's what it's all about: connecting with people. So social media can help us connect, and it can edify. There's fun things on there. I love different cat and dog videos. <laughs> I can sit and watch dog videos for half an hour. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, we're, so, so we're pretty much telling uh, the teenagers that you know, make it a positive. Yeah. Make it positive and, and, be, and set a boundary. Yeah, yeah. Set boundaries and make it. There positive. could come a point yeah. where you have to mm-hmm. unfriend somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you know, realize that. Yeah. And uh, go through. Don't don't say oh nobody gets unfriended. Everybody's in. No. <laughs> It's not true. Okay, you can make a difference. Okay. A Christian teenager today, to be successful, should be thinking, how can I make a difference? You can make a difference by, all right, first of all, to make a difference, you got to read God's word. You got to be committed to, you know, spiritual aspiration. But I think you can be committed as a teenager. Um, First, in, for example, if I'm going to church, if I have a church at my parent, hey, you want to come to my uh, church? You know, passing, I, I believe passing our tracks, all right, can help because cool. when I was a teenager or when I was a uh, young adult in college, the first thing we'd do, 
I remember my coach, we would play the game, we'd play the team, we know that those guys doesn't care about spiritual aspiration. We'd pass after the game, after we win, beat your butt, all right, we'd pass our tracks. Yeah. Or we'd talk to the other team in college. Mm. I remember playing a, a, a team uh, that was, I think they, they were ranked, I think, in the top 25. We beat them in college. It's first time ever playing a Division One program, beating them. But after the game, the game was so intense, but we passed our tracks after the game and talking yeah. to people. Man, I, I, I was like, man, this is awesome. Not in the start of stay home. Right? How was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, but in awesome. today's days, you know, like with teenagers, you know, um, it's... We're yeah, talking about Christ. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of young teenagers don't want to hear it. Yeah. So as a Christian teenager, how they go about trying to break that ice, trying to... You know, make your peers, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, they get quiet. Too. They, they get, yeah, they get real quiet on you and um, and look at you like you're <laughs> you're alien. But you talk know what? About if they Jesus understand Christ. that the yeah. gospel is something that is brings comfort. Yeah. Then they'll grab a hold of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll use it. Yeah. 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 I've seen many teenagers. And, really it's, and it's how we use the gospel. Because, you know, you have some people just point at people say, you're going to hell and you're going to die and you're, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that is so wrong, you know. That's, um, a, that's a different, yeah, you're right, Colin. That's a different mm-hmm. look at teenager can impact, you know. It depends who, like I said, who are influencing them or yeah. how. All right, let's go to point 11. Don't worry about the future. Listen, Philippians chapter 4 tells us, be anxious for nothing or NIV do not worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication, supplication, supplication with thanksgiving mm-hmm. make your request be made known mm-hmm. unto, unto, the Lord. unto the Lord listen people are like what am I going to do uh, you know what we have to just step back and you know we got lots of problems trust trust God Yeah, but we got to understand you know the moment Here's a couple of things. We got a lot of problems around the world mm-hmm. and, and around countries. Mm-hmm. You know, we could look at a governmental problem, federal mm-hmm. problems, state problems, local problems, county problems, house. There's problems in people's houses. We got to make plans to figure out what the correct step is as a Christian teenager to do the right thing. But at the same time, you have to look at the positive things that God gives us. Mm-hmm. And every good thing that we receive in our lives comes down from heaven from the Father of Light. Correct. And so there's so much good that's happening in our lives. I mean, we're breathing, we're alive. Maybe we have pain, but still we can think of some good things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, got, I'm getting up there in years. I got, I got all kinds of physical ailments, but I'm not worried about them. You know? And, I mean, there's friends in the hospital I have, and they're 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 working through it, mm-hmm. and sometimes some don't make it. Mm-hmm. But we can't you, let worry have a place in our lives. Yeah, you be thankful for the health that God gave you, and, and yeah. But it 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 it, it, it starts from you know from the number one thing I said. You know, if when you know Christ, you have to know Christ, and when you know Christ, you know we have to realize uh, teenagers, you know, like Christian, the misunderstanding that. Most of the time, teenagers have, and I used to have that, you know, do mm-hmm. Christian, you know, what, do Christians still get sick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christians still get sick. Christians still have someone that dies. Christians still, 
lose their job, mm-hmm. you know, but we, we serve a God that he said he'll comfort us. Mm-hmm. He'll always comfort us. So we have our stronghold is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happened to us, we know that he can see us through. So the bottom line is to be confident in God. So Christian go through the same thing as a worldly and go through. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference is that we have a comforter. Mm-hmm. We have a redeemer. We had a provider. Mm-hmm. You know, God will provide. He's a way maker. He's going to make a way for us. You know, so so if I, if I lose my job today, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not worried. Because, God because I know God. that the, 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 the God that I serve, he mm-hmm. could provide another job for me. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to go home and, and, and be crazy. Yes, I'm still uh, worried about losing my job. Mm-hmm. But I know that I serve a God who is a provider. He can provide another job for me. You know, he's a way maker. He can, he's going to make a way for me. So that's the confidence that you got to have in Jesus. That he said, listen, by prayer and supplication, man, mm-hmm. make your request known unto him. And he will see you through. Yeah. And wow. that's the confidence we have as Christian. Yeah, you hear yeah. that, young folks? That was good. That was good, man. Our last good. point is have fun. No. A Christian teenager needs to have fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life, life. We have fun. If you're not having fun, man, it's like. You're missing out. Yeah, we have fun. I, I have fun. Tony make great coffee. <laughs> water's yeah, important. Yeah. You know why water's important? Because yeah. it makes coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, I knew that. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. We, really, fun, you need to have fun. Yeah. You need, and, uh, you know, Chris, I, my, I have four kids. They come home, they drink the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. I drink a Red Bull too. I may have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> High blood pressure, diabetes, yeah. only the Lord knows what. Yeah. They come on, they, they, hey, Jack, you give me a Red Bull? Yeah, okay, how many you want? But, Tony, you're already hyped, man. You can't yeah. get a Red I'm Bull. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, you, you know, jump do, out things, of the <laughs> do things that, you yeah. know, me and you can't do. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they can stay up late, get up early. They, you know, they're not worried about their hair falling out, and they can eat candy and cupcakes and Red Bulls and go right to sleep, mm. you know, because their body's different. And, uh, you know, and we all worried about a teenager, you know, and it's like, you know what, their bodies are completely different than ours as older people. Yeah. And uh, have fun in life. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to come through and and that's, I, that's the thing about a Christian teenager. You can you can have fun. Yeah. Um, to add on to that, uh, you know, when you have God in your life, life mm-hmm. is fun. Yes. It's plain and simple. You know, he gives us true joy, joy, mm-hmm. joy, peace, love, yeah, yeah. hope. That's having fun, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, one day when you leave this world, mm. there's more fun <laughs> when you get to heaven. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, in our final words, we're just going to wrap up. Number one, to be a successful Christian teenager, even though we went over twelve steps, this is what you got to do. Number one, you got to make the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Your personal Lord and Savior. If you don't have Him as your personal Lord and Savior, that's, how are you ever cool. going to have real survival in the 21st century? Yeah. You can't survive correctly. Ultimately, this world's pain is going to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. 
And the way we, we have victory and survive is by putting the Lord Jesus Christ first in our lives. And you can't put Him first if you don't have Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So I want to encourage you here today. Maybe you're listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube uh, video. And I want to encourage you. Would you invite the Lord Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior? That's why the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And rose again from the grave. And if you would invite him into your life, God's word, God tells us, he promises, he will come into your life and he will be your personal Lord and Savior. He'll give you true joy. These these two men and myself, what we're talking about comes because the Lord Jesus Christ changed our lives. And now we want to give that message of God's love to others to change other people's lives. And he'll do it. Invite him today. With your eyes open and your mouth closed, you're listening to this video. You can invite him in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Just call on him by faith. We have a few other points. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Ephesians 6, 1 through 13. And Galatians 6, 7, 8. Really trust in the Lord. Put the armor of God on. And don't live for the flesh, but live mm-hmm. for the Lord. There's Amen. those three verses there. Amen. And uh, Amen. you can check out our WordPress. Our blog and get this whole PDF. You can go to our uh, WordPress, Youth Action Ministries on WordPress. And you can go to our podcast and check it out. And you can send this podcast. Maybe you're listening and you're thinking, man, I know a young person that can really enjoy this podcast. You go to our site, Mm. you subscribe to the podcast, and you forward it to your friend. Mm -hmm. And ask them, listen to this. God will change your life. There you go. Mm. Well, I just want to ask any final words you guys like to say before we say goodbye. Yeah, we. Uh, I hope everybody is encouraged by this because I'm well, and I'm going to have a teenager someday, so um, I'm going to keep this and try to <laughs> plot it, <laughs> yeah. try to help them out. But this is great, Tony. I thank you for inviting us on this podcast. I know I appreciate it more more than any other thing. But we're just trying to help teenager out there. If you're a youth pastor or uh, like I am a coach or something, this is great and powerful. That's going to help you. Yeah, yeah. And for the, uh, for young for young teenagers out there that fighting for Christ, you know, don't give up. Yes. You know, be strong in the Lord. Yes. You know, and um, like I said, lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. You know, know, but trust God to lead you. I know. Lead you through, and that we always have to remember, all that's going on around us is that, you know, three letter S I N sin. Mm-hmm. It's all around us. We have the guy, the devil, mm-hmm. you know, the enemy that, you know, you can't see. So you're fighting against an invisible mm-hmm. uh, authority. So, you know, be strong in the Lord. And and the only way you're going to overcome that is have Jesus as your weapon. Yeah. Amen. And then you must, you know, as Tony written right here, like, you know, you've got to put on the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. Who is Jesus Christ? So be strong in the Lord. Be confident that he will see you through. You know, and remember, trust the Bible and trust God because that's his word mm-hmm. and lean not on your own understanding mm-hmm. and trust God in all his ways and he will surely direct that path. All right. That's all I have to say. All right. Thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. Subscribe and check us out. Leave a comment on our Facebook. Say you've enjoyed this and you've been listening. We really appreciate that. God bless you all. Thank you. See you next week.